this is the Bookham podcast and I've got the man and this is going to be a big billion that I'm going to introduce him as um, and it's going to be Paddy the Bookham sugar daddy and that's with good reasoning because if you're watching the YouTube video of this the man who bankrolled the Bookham's official merchandise the official merch I mean just before we properly introduce you, Paddy, because let's focus on the important part. How good is the merch? Oh, it's so good. It's the Honestly. coziest thing. It's so cozy. We bought it in the summer, so yeah. I haven't worn it until yeah. like last week since it was actually cold. I haven't had much of a chance to wear it, but it is, yeah, it's premium. Yeah. It's premium, and obviously with the book and branding as well. Oh, like, yeah, that, just, that is the seller. Just elevates that is it. the seller. Um, but... <laughs> More importantly, Paddy Robbins, it's been a long time coming this episode. Oh, so long, yeah. It's, it's been the, really since you long. started it, yeah. Yeah, like we, I, pretty much when we started it, we had discussions of when can we get you on? Yeah. It wasn't a case of if you're coming on it. it was, oh, no, yeah. there, there was a moment when you came to me and be like, I'm starting a podcast. I wanted to be on it. I'll be like, yes, yes, yes. But it was just so difficult to try and find when you're off and I'm off as well. Yeah, and particularly at the time as well, because for a long time, and this is how we met actually we yeah. might go into this a bit but like you were working nights and it yeah. was pretty much trying to work out a time when yeah we both could not only do it but also you weren't tired <laughs> or just coming out at night it was just like there was no way we could do it so um, yeah. it is it feels almost surreal in a way to, oh, I still after, can't believe it after so long of like talking about it to be like finally like we've got we've yeah, managed to secure we're here, him we're doing it Paddy the sugar daddy <laughs> um, but we we t- we did leave it very open as to what we're going to discuss. Yeah. And an episode of this format, I think that's quite nice because like a whole bunch of things that can come up. Mm. Uh, you oh, do- yeah. It leaves it very open for anything, really. Anything. Anything. And so, some people find that concept scary, that, that concept of, right, we're going to have a conversation, but it could be anything. But I think yeah. it's... You find that a lot. You find out a lot about like what you think and like sometimes right like it might just be like a minor thing you might just talk about I don't know and particularly if like you're talking about something personal to you mm. you might sort of start talking about it in a different way than you expected like so say if you've been thinking about something in your head for a yeah. while and then you get a chance to sit sit on a podcast <laughs> and discuss sit on it the podcast the podcast the book and podcast the book and podcast it's yeah I think quite refreshing so the things we said potentially to talk about um, and one that's probably quite personal to me particularly but I, like I know you've had like your difficulties as well and I think yeah. because of the time we're recording this episode it's Men's Mental Health Month yeah I've, I definitely this is probably like the best place obviously for anyone yeah because obviously I'm just having a conversation with you mm. but God knows how many people will listen to it and I'll never be there when they're listening to it yeah so it's, in a way I'm just telling you but everyone's listening yeah and with that as well like you never know like how many people you're going to benefit from like the conversations yeah. that you have and that's not to well, actually it is to big, big yourself up because you never know the impact of your actions or your words on other people yeah and I think that's that will be like a crucial crucial thing is that yeah you can have a conversation whether that's good whether that's bad but you never know the knock-on effect that's going to have on people around you. Um, mm. But yeah, so yeah, we potentially said we're going to talk about Men's Mental Health Month, um, the hoodies we the touched hoodies, on already. Yeah. But yeah, one more time, like they're mate, they're so oh, comfy, so comfortable, so I mean, cozy, so durable. <laughs> keep going, keep going, keep going. 
Um, Bookoutmerch.com, link below. Yeah, there's there's no merch link yet. It's just the exclusivity not at yet, the moment. Not yet. We've sort of got to keep them guessing. Um, and we said origins as well, potentially. Yeah. Just talking about the how Paddy Robbins, like where he's come from, how he's come to be. But mm. um, do you know what? Let's let's even if we just do like a very brief one of that. Yeah. Of just talking about like any aspect of like Pad, where's Paddy Robbins come from? Where what, I come from? Yeah. How how did Paddy Robbins emerge into the world? So I was I was born in Enfield, obviously. Um, I lived in a little town called Waltham Cross, which is not far from from where from where we are now. So I grew up quite locally to here, then um, moved to Welling not that long ago. And obviously I was in school in St Albans. Yeah. Because my parents insisted I went to a Catholic school and I was the only local one. Good Catholic boy. <laughs> not really. <laughs> but um, but yeah, I mean, like, I, I, obviously I came to Welling quite late. I think it was like 15 or 16 mm. when I joined. Uh, but obviously I wasn't local. I didn't know anyone. And obviously going to school in like a different town was a bit difficult. When pretty much at that age group as well. Yeah. And uh, let's, start, let's, let's go into that a bit deeper. I think that will be interesting is... Because at that age, you've pretty much formed your friendship groups. Yeah. And you're the new guy coming in. Because, like, you think back during school and you think, yeah, like, lots of new kids came in. But, like, at that sort of age, I can't really think of many people that came into school. Yeah. And that must have been difficult. Oh, yeah, no, definitely. It was Because I had, like, my group of friends that was local to me that didn't go to my school that I just knew from, like, playing football with them, like, on, like, the massive field that was just around the corner from my house back when I was in Wolfram Cross. But um, obviously I had to leave those behind, but I've lost touch with them over the years. Like they've gone and done their own things. And so have I, I've emerged through the ranks of Waitrose. <laughs> That's one way of putting it. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I, th- I think, how, how do you think that's, that period of time, sort of that transition shaped you as a person? I think it definitely, it definitely had an impact because obviously I had to, sort of adapt myself to, because I didn't know what the local kids were like in Welland. I didn't know if they were posh or, and obviously I lived just down the road from Stanbury School, which is, I don't think has the best reputation, but. Um, I mean, you're talking to someone that went to Sir Fred's, <laughs> so. <laughs> but yeah, like um, it definitely caused me to be a bit like stronger in a way, not only, probably more mentally, because where I live now is more, Old people, like there's an old people's road on my road on my, ho- on, on my road. So obviously, like I didn't have anyone my age that I could go down the road, play some footy, or hang out with. Which it, was going from that was the norm. Yeah. To having literally no one living. Yeah. By. <laughs> so, yeah, I mean, that was that was literally yeah, it. Was just such a big transition going from like a social to not social livinghood. Mm. But. So it was, a diff- it was a difficult period of time, but you said a moment ago that it actually made you mentally stronger. That yeah, because obviously, like obviously, like when you got your group of friends, like you could be yourself, you can be anything, you could be goofy, you could be smart, you could be not anything you want to be. But now that it's just me, it was just like, oh, I've got no one to be goofy with. I've got no one to mess about with. Yeah, and I, I guess it. So I saw I had to more adapt to get closer to my friends at school, uh, good old Nicky B up in St Albans, 
because like most of them lived in uh, Hatfield, right? Hatfield and Boreham Wood. So I sort of had to like take the bus over there and go and hang out there. Where it was before it was like well, four seconds go to my mate's house. But things change, life moves on. Yeah, but I think not a lot of people would would have had to go through that experience growing up. But you say yeah, it was difficult, but. Mm if ultimately as well like it's, it's made you a stronger person then yeah it's mm. for the better oh yeah like, it was definitely one of those experiences where at the time I absolutely hated it yeah but now that I think back I'll be like yeah you know what I can see I can see why my parents chose to move and I can see how it benefited me and then we arrive at where we are here Indeed. today Paddy the man stands in front of me <laughs> Mr Paddy Robbins and yeah we, I do, I do. let's touch on mental health Go what, on what, what, keep, what keeps you mentally healthy Paddy Robbins that's a tough question probably music and friends definitely it's definitely more because you have like the artists who make the music they've obviously gone through something themselves mm. and then they create the music that speaks to everyone mm. so that's a good way to connect and obviously you've got friends as well so you can like lean on them for like support Mm. if you're ever struggling which I've done quite a few times yeah I think those with those two as well like you've got two nice things I think the music you're pretty much going to have wherever you've got headphones yeah. like that's like and you don't need anyone to you can enjoy it with other people mm. but it's nice to have things that you don't necessarily rely on people for because there will be instances where you you need to reach out or you yeah. want to reach out and people are busy yeah. or people don't you know let you down in those moments yeah. so in some ways having things that are pretty much going to be regardless of what happens I've got this so something yeah. like that so music you find that really helps yeah oh yeah definitely I definitely enjoy my music because on my Spotify I've got so many different genres yeah like I've never stuck to one it's always been like a hundred different genres on my phone and you find I guess do you find one that sort of like matches your mood or like how you're yeah, feeling that def- sort of definitely. speaks to you yeah I've got about a thousand different playlists of every <laughs> single type of mood yeah I mean I can attest to that based on the sort of music that you was playing during night shifts yeah. like we went from like Roddy Rich to Norwegian like oh, war you can't, music you can't to the Norwegians. I, d- I don't even know like what some <laughs> of the stuff was, but it was enjoyable because it. But it is funny actually because you can really tell when someone's really into music just by, mm. I don't like, not even necessarily like, it's almost like the energy that emanates from them. Oh yeah, like I think you particularly as well. Like you'd put on the song and I, I wouldn't even have to look at you. And I could tell exactly how you was going to be based on that music, and it, yeah, so it it definitely makes sense. Like the, why that's one mm. of the things that you mentioned that helps you maintain like good mental health. Yeah, like, especially on nights, the music was definitely a major component to yeah. keeping me sane. Yeah, as I'm sure you can agree with me. Definitely, definitely. Like, especially when it came down to me and you smashing an FRV, then yeah. picking it, yeah, to play my Norwegian. <laughs> always helped us through it <laughs> yeah bit of, bit of a, a mood booster and sort of like an energizer at times yeah um that, that's good and i think a lot for a lot of people that's the case music can be a really great not only not only tool to sort of keep you just mentally healthy but just to make you happy as well yeah i think it's it it's a real enhancer as well you know you 
you think back to sort of some of the best moments and in your life and sometimes the best way to connect with them is you'll listen it's, to a piece of music, music yeah. and you'll be like oh my goodness like that reminds me of such a specific it's, time even if it's just like a bit of a song it takes you back to like a really good moment yeah and we mentioned actually on the way one that Roddy Rich song Roddy the, Rich. the black, black box isn't it uh, just the box oh the box yeah um, yeah the box and yeah it just takes us back to a very particular time when we were yeah. doing those night shifts and for me funny enough actually so for me that was quite a difficult time on nights like I was yeah. mentally struggling quite a lot and I think back to moments like that and it's it does speak that as low as you can be feeling there are still moments for you to appreciate yeah. and I think maybe at the time I didn't really enjoy moments as much because there was almost like a cloud over me mm. but when you sort of look back on it and you sort of you know you smile and go do you know what there was a lot to be happy for and oh, a lot yeah, to be definitely. grateful for but um, sometimes it is a case of like your perception just narrows to the point where it's like it doesn't matter yeah but still on nights music is a major component as I said yeah and then like me and you we always bonded over music like we always, have a laugh of it oh you'd always steal my speaker and I was always <laughs> so mad well your speaker was like a complete boombox as well <laughs> I feel like where's my speaker Sam's ticket of course he has <laughs> but I remember as well like we were doing it and then um, with the pandemic I'm sure as well like it was yeah because this was towards the end of my uh, tenure on nights yeah and the John I think it was like the John Lewis lot had come over and they were like what on earth are like <laughs> and it was like I'm sure we were playing like some gigs or something just yeah. like really like hard like gigs rap and it was just like yeah um, yeah that's that's just Paddy and Sam in fruit and veg yeah having a good time um, so yeah so those, those things keep you, you mentally healthy oh, yeah, and stable so what if I were to put you on a desert island and just take them both away just like no music no friends God. would you just not be would you just fall apart I think in a way I'd make my own way of surviving because right. obviously if I've literally got nothing on a desert island mm. I think um, trying to survive will keep me sane yeah obviously like the daily fight against whatever's on the island mm. trying to find food water shelter that will probably keep me grounded and sane it's almost like having yeah just stripping yourself back to like the bare bones and yeah. like the essential because that, that is something I do often think about I think there are a lot of people that struggle with their mental health mm. and whether it's diagnosed as not as a mental illness I think yeah it's part of that might be due to the way that we live these days we we don't necessarily have to struggle yeah like we've always got that something like we've always got like a friend or like a phone number you can call or a therapist you can talk to or someone of your family there's always someone there that is a good point but I wasn't really coming in from that angle I think more in the sense of the way our lives are set up these days oh okay yeah we can like there's so much comfort Mm. like we don't really have to to survive like there's almost just like the the bubble we, we exist in it's just like it's almost like comfort is like the default yeah and we're almost afraid of being uncomfortable and I think at least for me anyway I've found putting myself in those uncomfortable situations that's almost for me what when I, whenever I'm having those moments of, of low mood or mm. depression those moments where I'm able to do that 
it's like a great big fuck you to that depression and oh, anxiety yeah. it's like a you told me I couldn't but I've done it but I've done it but I do think yeah the way society is is it's we're I, f- I find we're we're a bit scared of, of feeling uncomfortable yeah I mean I, to bring it back to work mm. I, um, me making that tr- transition from nights to days that was that was huge for me mm. like, I've never done a day shift before and I've always been saying I've always known it's like the same 15, 16 people every night for the last three years yeah. of me working there and me going from like 16 people to like 70 in one day that was just quite overwhelming especially on my first day there yeah. I just looked around and be like oh my god there's so many people a bit overwhelming yeah um, yeah and okay so we've, we've talked a bit about the things that help you keep mentally healthy mm. let's talk about when things aren't going so well for you what does that look like that may- <laughs> it's mainly due to anxiety I think anxiety is like a big one for me because it's always like um what if I've done something wrong or what if this has happened and this might be the consequence of of something I haven't even done but my brain's automatically gone to there Mm. and it's just been that that case of just being really nervous about trying to take a next step in that day and how do you deal with that? in some days I, I I wouldn't really deal with it I just sort of like hold it at bay and then sort of like on my walk home from work just listen to the music to try and get it out of my head try and get it out of my life but uh, sometimes it does overwhelm me and, some, and it will cause me to be in like a really bad mood where I like snap at people and be, and be like just leave me alone just let me be which obviously isn't like the good attitude to have it's obviously better if you like communicate with people and be like that I'm not feeling well or my right. mental health is a bit shit at the moment just let me, give me like 10 minutes to figure it out for myself but it's funny because I think in those moments because I think it does it does take us back to sort of almost like a primitive state where we're mm. that anxiety even if it's just about something that you know doesn't really matter that much you know it's not that big of a deal I think your mind paints a picture of like yeah. this is life or death and that can be that, oh, yeah. that's been my experience anyway I don't want to say that's how you felt but oh, no, the way I've you're nodding your head is I've definitely had those situations where it's something small yeah where it's just blown out of proportion being like yeah. oh god yeah and it's the mind is a very powerful thing and that mm. can be good or bad you know it can enrich things but it can also darken them as well and yeah. I think yeah it can be the slightest thing and it could be the smallest thing to an outsider but for you in that moment that's it's, it's the biggest thing yeah, in the world. And that and that suffering just amplifies itself and just yeah. exists with you. And actually I wanna actually li- read out a quote relating to that. Um, story time. Story time. So sit back. Relax. Relax. It's only it's I'll only the water. Yeah, it's only a short passage, but it's um I don't know which camera to point it at. Oh that one. So it's Victor Frankel's Man's Search for Meaning, a very very powerful book basically talking about his experience um, from being in concentration camps mm. during the Holocaust and yeah talking about some quite dark stuff but he he focuses on yeah man's search for meaning in such a horrific place mm. 
and it's yeah very very powerful but yeah one of the quotes that stuck with me and talks about suffering is this so to draw on an analogy a man's suffering is similar to the behavior of gas if a certain quantity of gas is pumped into an empty chamber it will fill the chamber completely and evenly no matter how big the chamber thus suffering completely fills the human soul and conscious mind no matter whether the suffering is great or little therefore the size of human suffering is absolutely relative mm. and I think that speaks to someone who's in that state of anxiety where it's the problems yeah you, yeah. you yourself might also look at them on another day and be like that's nothing I can deal with that that's perfectly fine outsiders might look at it and be like Yo, why are you stressing about this thing but you've it's that gas yeah. and it's expanded to the size of the room it's consumed you and sometimes what feels like more than you it feels like it's bigger than you oh yeah um, so I think yeah it's it, it's, a, it's a scary thing but for me I find and I, str- I struggle with this as much as I preach it to other people and I'm having a difficult time is the other thing you speak of friends I yeah. think that's uh, that the, that's almost like the gas safety release valve that's the oh, yeah. that's the okay whatever it is I'm going to talk about and discuss it with someone else and it's then a case of right then I can have some perspective and it makes sense now yeah yeah definitely look if you're having a bad day like going out for a drink with your mates that is definitely a good release valve as you say yeah but also but to also talk about whatever the problem is mm. because when it's in your mind it's it can be potent it can be powerful and you can whatever it is could be a small thing like oh I had this I said this to this person now they don't like me or whatever yeah. and then you go oh who likes me oh I'm a terrible person yeah. you know no one likes me now no one's gonna like me ever and it's yeah it, I've it, definitely had those moments it's scary how from one thing oh, it's it can, terrifying you can jump from one thing to another to another but if you then were to sit down and I were to go be like Paddy like Paddy like for good, like I'll listen to you hear you out to be honest probably just through the process of trying to explain mm. that to me you'll realise how ridiculous yeah that is the fact that you could upset someone and then that goes to no one's ever gonna like me yeah it's just crazy how some minds can jump to a scenario and you think when you're at the end and be like how the hell did I get here from such a small thing and it's brought me to here the way I'm thinking that no one likes me anymore yeah (laughs) but yeah it is it is terrifying but yeah I think us having this conversation if anyone else has felt like that then yeah I think for a lot of people the the easy easy f- thing to do is to sort of hide away from it shy mm. away from it but that's only ever gonna make it worse yeah um, so in those moments it, I've it is always gonna be yeah helpful to speak to a loved one yeah. whether that's friend whether that's family and yeah if you can look for professional support as well because mm. yeah you need to take it seriously if if it's really affecting your life like that yeah obviously like sometimes 
if you're in that mindset sometimes you think like oh, I can't talk to someone I don't, I don't want to bother them I don't want to mm. put my problems on them but sometimes like you think you have to yeah you think you have to for your own sanity like um you need to also almost sacrifice like a friendship for the sake of yourself if you get what I mean mm. trying to put um your issues onto someone else to try and level it out so that you can work through it with your friends yeah work it out together and obviously move forward yeah but and ultimately like in those so say if you are in those moments and I'm sat there thinking right is Paddy gonna care is he gonna listen is he gonna want to mm. do any of these things then if he genuinely doesn't care if he genuinely doesn't want to listen is he a friend no yeah you've always got to think that as well so it's almost uh, more likely the case is and to be honest even if someone wasn't your friend imagine most people if you approach them and say look I, you know even if they're just someone you know slightly well like an acquaintance mm. and if someone can tell that like you're genuinely having a hard time like the more than likely they're going to be there and listen yeah. and, and be prepared to to sort of point in the right direction but yeah I think it, it's a lot more convincing to listen to that voice in your head that says oh yeah you don't yeah. want to bother anyone but as much as any fails not only is that the, the, the first sort of that it's, it's helpful in its own right but also as well it's like a first step for you then taking how you're feeling seriously mm. yeah like obviously you've got your like you've got your everyone's got their own ways of dealing with all the issues like issues they have like no one is going to be, deal with issues the same way mm. like I'm not sure what your go-to way is for a bad day but it's going to be completely different to mine like we're really good friends but we're still like different people yeah we've bonded over like a few months on nights and we still have our own interests our own hobbies our own ideals mm. but we still stuck together yeah and we always will yeah no <laughs> I agree and it it is funny I think you could particularly as well like in times like that like doing that so I think yeah it is quite stressful do, doing working, working in that environment it is mm. like in those moments you can forge really good friendship and it's funny mm. because like these days I rarely see you yeah but even so like whenever I see you like I'm so happy to see you and like find out what's going on with you and it's yeah. just like it's almost like nothing's ever changed and it's, it's weird because that almost resembles a lot of my friendships like I tend to go long times long periods about seeing people but it is like yeah a lot of these friendships have been forged in the fire and it's like yeah there's yeah we're almost we've either been through so much or we've known each other for so long or we've just had a relationship to that degree where mm. it doesn't matter but I do I do think that's something I perhaps need to work on is I need to be more more proactive in my friendships in mm. sort of reaching out and and talking to people and looking for support because yeah I, I do try and do it all on my own and yeah when the going's good that's fine but mm. when stuff does inevitably come up that's when you come yeah. undone and unstuck a bit um, so that's actually going to be a question I'm going to ask you ask you now Paddy is yeah. what do you think you could be doing differently to sort of to I guess yeah boost boost um, boost your resilience to sort of those low periods I reckon for me definitely it's more 
about always being that friend that people come to when they're not having a bad day. Like if I make their day better, that's gonna help me. Mm. And that's always been the case with, with me as well. Like if someone comes to me and be like, oh, I'm not really, I'm not having a good day. I just wanna vent at you. I mean like, go for it. Yeah. Like, please do. I mean, if that's gonna make your day better, that's gonna make my day better because I've helped someone. Yeah. And that's always gonna be the case with me. But what could you be doing differently though? Ooh. Like that, that's what that's what I yeah. want to get. Like what? How do you take it to the next level? That's a tough question. I'm not really. I'm not too sure actually. Um, oh, I don't know. That's fine if you yeah. if you don't know. That's fine. Um, yeah. If if nothing comes I up, I suppose if like. If, if I'm approaching a bad situation, instead of just going straight to the like the end result, mm. taking that step back, taking that breather, mm. and trying to figure out a positive way to get through it, rather than just being like, oh my God, this is the end of the world. Mm. I suppose that could be a good first step. But is that actionable? Like if you're, if you're in that state, mm. are you gonna be able to make that kind of because that's quite a difficult thing to do, even yeah. at the best of times. Yeah. I, w- I wonder, because you meant, uh, and I'm, uh, you mentioned those moments where you've been feeling really anxious or whatever, and, and yeah. you potentially like lash out a bit. Yeah. I, I've definitely done that in the, in the past, like to friends and colleagues at work. And it has like, come back to bite me in the ass a bit and how do you feel after the fact I, I usually just feel terrible and being like I just didn't mean to like, I was in such a bad mood and they've come and asked me something that I'm like no I can't do I've just lashed out at them and obviously after I said it I'd be like oh, I'm, so, I'm so sorry I really didn't mean it how do you think we can maybe change that how do you think if you're feeling that type of way again yeah which more than likely you, you, yeah. we all feel a bit a bit like that from time to time so how do you think next time that comes up where you are feeling overly anxious or stressed out about something how do you think you could deal with it differently Ooh, that's a tough question we'll oh. work it out yeah I mean tough question there I'm not too sure actually but so what before like I think let's try and split it up even further then so what's the reason that you think you lash out I think it all depends on the situation that I'm in Hmm. I I keep bringing it back to work but um, like if I'm behind on fruit and veg on days and a manager comes up to me and being like you've still got loads left but what you've been doing and I'll be like I'm trying my best I'm like mm. I've got customers around I'm still not used to it and mm. they'll be like just leave me alone let me get on and they'll be like you can't talk to me like that mm. and like obviously those situations have happened so many times and it's got me in like a bit of a shit yeah. situation the funny thing is is that there's almost like a chain of stress as well yeah so sometimes as well it'll be like your manager is then under fire from their manager and under yeah. their man- and it's like hang on let's just take a step back and mm. and realise okay Patrick's trying his best whoever your boss is is trying their best and their boss is yeah. but 
yeah in those moments it, it can be difficult to not feel emotional yeah and obviously like in those situations where like oh, I'm trying my best but sometimes you think your better isn't good enough mm. and you start to get even more anxious yeah and being like oh my god my best isn't good enough what are they going to do like are they going to replace me or what <laughs> you're irreplaceable <laughs> um okay can you think of any potential way so let's imagine so like we're at work and I just go right um why you've done half the amount I thought you would like what's going like how how do you think because do you do you tend to rush into the answer do you tend to sort of yeah I usually just say the first thing that comes into my head right just to get just to give them an answer rather than just let them linger and being like oh god he's trying to think of like some soppy excuse on why he hasn't done anything I want I, I, and I think most people would benefit from this in those moments where it's like high stress high anxiety whatever yeah. of giving themselves time mm. and a good thing I've sort of come across is having one or two phrases that in those moments you almost don't as much as sort of the knee jerk reaction is to to have a you know just be like oh like I'm stressed mm. whatever like I'm doing my best you can almost in your bank have a bank of a couple of yeah. words where it's like right if someone comes at me and I'm feeling stressed I'm gonna instead of going oh my goodness like I've been trying my best whatever whatever, whatever yeah. you could just go right actually could you I get back to you in a moment yeah no, I, I, I haven't really got that sort of banks of phrases, as you say. But, well, there we go. Yeah. You've got one now. <laughs> I'll, I'll use it on tomorrow. Say it. What's the... Say it. I know it sounds silly, but say it. Yeah. Uh, what was it? Sorry. <laughs> well, put put your, your phrase yeah. on it. So almost like a phrasing where it's just like to try and give yourself a bit more time. Yeah, I'll be back in a second. There we go. Yeah. And whether that then means you just go off, carry on what you're doing, or you just take 10 seconds, go out the back, just take a couple of breaths. Yeah. And then just compose yourself. And I think it's uh, something small like that can make a huge difference. Yeah. And then instead of then you lashing out or like saying something and just being like, oh, I wish I hadn't said that, or mm. like I did that with too much emotion, you then go, right, actually, compose myself a little bit. I might be still a little bit annoyed, but. I could think a little more clearly now. Yeah. I don't know. Yeah. It is difficult though. It is very difficult, yeah. I think um, that might be my homework. Your homework, yeah. <laughs> Just to practice. Try and that. think of something. I think the crucial thing is it's giving yourself a bit more time in those moments. Yeah. Not rushing into it, just taking that step back, taking a breath and trying to explain like the situation. Yeah. I think I think that would help you a lot. It's just yeah, giving yourself a bit more time because um, then it, yeah, it does tend to compound it. Then to so say if you're already feeling mm. rubbish and then you come out with something that yeah, you then look back and be like, oh, I wish I hadn't said that. I wish I hadn't yeah. done that. It then becomes yeah, almost like doubly painful because yeah. it's like you've like, then let it impact you. Yeah, and it might have affected a relationship or a friendship or so yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, that'll be my homework tonight. Your homework tonight is to like work out how to respond. Um, yeah, what what 
what do you think the biggest challenges so let's because I think we yeah, we spoke about mental health we haven't yeah. really done it specific to men in terms of men's mental health yeah. so I think an important question is for what reason do you think men suffer differently from women I think it's because like because obviously men they're like they're, they're like the breadwinners of the house they're the um, they're like they're supposed to like take care of everyone. They're supposed to make sure everyone's doing well. Everyone's getting fed. But I think that if if a man is suffering, they will hide it just so they can still have that statement saying, "I am a man. I can. I don't have. I don't cry. I don't do this. I just get on." But obviously, like in this society, especially in 2021, I think it's better if everyone's talking rather than hiding. I agree, and but with you, what you talk about as well with that mentality of like I, I'm the man. Yeah, I'm the breadwinner. I'm doing all these things and looking after everyone else. And yeah, regardless of what I'm doing, I'm not complaining about it. Mm. It's a very sort of tr- traditional and yeah. outdated mentality, I think. Oh yeah, of that's the way it has to be. And yeah, it's it's harmful. Oh yeah, it's definitely because especially if you're. Like if you've got like a wife and a and a child, you've got to like stay strong for them. Mm. But in most cases these days, like your wife or your child, they will support you. Mm. But maybe not like 30, 40, 50 years ago, they'll be they'll probably be like, go to your job, come on, come back with the paycheck mm. so we can eat. But so yeah. You, so you think a lot of it stems from that then, like these yeah. sort of like traditional roles. It's, that- it's evolution. Every. Mm everything will grow everything will get better or if it doesn't get better in 10 years it'll get better in 20 years mm. so you just so you, do you think it just is a case of time then that oh yeah as we're yeah adapting the the way sort of families operate yeah like it's, everything takes time to grow and perfect mm. nothing is made instantly perfect okay what what do you think could help that speed that process along in terms of yeah, in terms of men, yeah, have, having because I think it's difficult because I don't want to say men have it worse than women. They have a different experience. And to, back to that quote earlier, of like suffering is suffering regardless. Yeah. It doesn't matter. But I think in terms of men, I think the outcomes can be a lot more extreme. Yeah. So in terms of when you look at things, when you're going to go to the real sort of fire and things like suicide, like yeah, roughly three quarters of all suicides are, are men. men. Yeah. Um. And I think, yeah, uh, I pr- probably should have looked up a few more so I could list off a few, but I know a lot of the outcomes in men tend to be more serious Yeah. in terms of manifestation. So yeah, I'm not saying they have it worse than women, but I think, yeah, the the outcomes can be a lot more severe. Oh yeah. Definitely. So, like, there's like suffering is suffering. Mm. If you're suffering, it doesn't matter what gender you are, no matter who you are. Mm. You could be this, that, or the other. Everyone suffers. Everyone is equal when they suffer. Mm. But it's always given that helping hand. But I think that sometimes, if you're a man, it can, as you say, it can have more serious outcomes because of the stigma where men are men mm. and women are women. Mm. But I think a lot of that also as well. I I think about this, and I think it's the mentality that is harmful in a number of ways I think it's if you're a man that's feeling like you have to do everything what then does the woman do 
That's a very good question. That's a good point. But, yeah. but then it comes down to right, right. So in a way, indirectly, you're saying, oh, they're not capable of looking after themselves. Yeah. And that then comes into sort of the realm of like where you you then only really treat women as objects and really yeah. sort of. And that's also in a, very in a outdated. Round, it is outdated. Yeah. And again, yeah, that's very outdated. But I think it comes from the similar place of right. I'm the one that has to provide. I'm the one that has to do all these things. The woman can't do anything but in this Especially like these days, you've got like women being the breadwinners and the man staying home with the, the baby, yeah. which I think is brilliant. I'd love to do that, stay home all day. Yeah, and I, th- <laughs> I, I think that's a fantastic thing. Yeah. But I think society hasn't necessarily updated the feeling towards that. Like there's yeah. still a, a feeling of, yeah, as, as you say, and I, I'd agree with you, it's still the case that men do then feel like they have to do that and whether that is the case or not so they might be the breadwinner but I think it still has harmful consequences yeah. for them but then they end up in situations potentially where they're not the breadwinner and yeah they might be a stay at home dad and there's almost like a mismatch in terms of what they've Very been mas- told yeah yeah emasculating where they've been told right you have to be the breadwinner you have to be doing the things and it's like okay I'm not doing them so what am I am I a yeah. man am I a le- less of a man now and yeah, I think that's something that definitely has to change because, yeah, it's not only harmful to men themselves, but it's harmful to women as well because yeah. it's basically saying men are the ones that do everything. Yeah, basically, yeah. And but, yeah. Like, as I say, time, time will grow. Time will hopefully perfect. Yeah. Like maybe it might be our generation. It could be the next one. But I still think that eventually it will all level out the playing field. Mm. and hopefully a better society in like 300 years time so what let's say you have a son yeah oh god pass my jeans on (laughs) no I I think this is an interesting way of looking at it and yeah you have a son and what advice would you you know he's grown up a bit maybe he's like 10, 11 and he's you know starting to think for himself but he still needs guidance yeah and you're sort of talking about him in terms of mental health and particularly men's mental health. Yeah. What advice would you give him with regards to that? I'd say everyone has bad days. If, you, if you're if having a bad day, if you need me, I'll be here. If you want to figure out by yourself, I'll be in, in the distance. Mm. But just know that everyone around you loves you and you will. everyone will listen to you. Mm. And everyone will be there if you need them. But if you, it's one of those situations where you want to try and tackle it yourself, great. We'll give you the tools. We'll help you along. Mm. So a, ba- a balance then of, right, if you want to, you know, we'll yeah. be here regardless. And yeah, if you want to share the problems, like oh, my door's open. Yeah. But I think, yeah, sometimes... Yeah, sometimes it is good to deal with stuff on like I, yeah. I think yeah, it is great to talk, but it doesn't necessarily mean that you have to sh- overshare absolutely yeah. everything. And because sometimes battling by yourself can make you better, it can make you stronger. Absolutely, I think yeah, that's that's where you really show yourself who you are. Yeah, but I think the problem is in terms of if you are at the stage where it's mental illness. Yeah, you're at a point where you're going to really be up against it in terms of fighting whatever it is yeah definitely so at that point it's almost like yes it might, you might feel compelled to do it on your, on your own because then you don't have to share it with anyone you don't have to show this demon to people mm. so I find for me like when I'm, in, when I'm in those moments I make the most convincing narrative 
to myself that right whatever you're dealing with uh, is not that bad no one cares no one's going to want to listen yeah. even if you manage to pluck up the courage to tell someone then they're going to think less of you uh, the, all these kind of thoughts come into my head where yeah. just trying to avoid dealing with whatever it is I'm going through and yeah so I think it, it is good to have to be able to deal with things and to get through them because yeah that is crucial that is yeah. that is how you grow as a person however I think if it's reached the point where it's mental illness then at that point I think you need to be more on top of it like sometimes you just got to take that leap of faith to make your life easier because mm. obviously calling up like a therapist saying I need help is a it's a good first step it's a huge step for mm. some people mm. like some people would like never think of that thing they'd always think that they're on their own but just to take that step and go beyond your comfort zone to talk to someone mm. is still the one step to ease of mind yeah I think but you talk you talk about progress and sort of yeah you think that it's naturally like almost like an evolution that yeah. we'll come to a place whereby yeah we won't be there's, there will still be difficult stuff we have to deal oh, with yeah, but there will definitely still be sufferings uh, mentally mm. it's just how people battle it how people cope with it yeah. I reckon will change but I think progress is definitely the fact that we're having this conversation and yeah. it's not the easiest thing to talk about like no. for sure but the fact that I can go to you on the way to to this this episode and go right let's talk about mental health and you're just like yeah go sure. for it Go, like go for it like there's such a an openness and a willingness yeah. to sort of for people to talk about it these days that I think yeah that's a great step in the right direction mm. it's not the only step I think there's so much more that we can do but yeah it's just it's a, a sign that yeah things yeah. are progressing and that doesn't mean let off in many ways that means let's push on even yeah. more Let's, Be- let's poke the bear yeah let's poke the bear and just yeah carry on with yeah. it because yeah use that momentum and yeah let's hopefully yeah our kids Paddy's fi- yeah. Paddy's fictional <laughs> 10 to 11 year old son he's not going to be su- suffering I guess in the same way that we mm. might have done yeah but like it's the human way trial and error yeah like that's that, that's why cars have seatbelts mm. because of all the accidents but every, everyone will have those trial and error moments mm. and eventually it will make a difference to everyone yeah yeah and yeah I think that's quite a good analogy like a seatbelt like it's almost yeah. like you. yeah you're going to have an accident but it's yeah. going to be limited it's going to it's going to be like, your safety net oh yeah definitely so yeah, hopefully as as we as we grow older, older and we'll wiser, de- older and wiser, yeah, we'll have developed these sort of better safety nets and better ways of mm. of helping people when they're in these moments. Yeah, not only helping other people, helping yourself. Yeah, agreed. Um, are we looking good? Are we all good? We're looking good. We're, we're looking good. We're almost up to fifty minutes, and like that's. Oh my god! <laughs> I know it is. A, it is crazy. Oh my god! Um, particularly as well, like we didn't really have a direction or a focus. No. It was just like let's let's talk about mental health and like see where it goes. Yeah. Um, but no, I, I, yeah, this sort of point of the episode, I start thinking about what kind of things you want to close off with. I wouldn't say I really have like a closing statement. Mm. I just say that um, it was good 
to share my opinions on certain things that are very prominent in modern society. Yeah. Uh, especially men's mental health, as it is the month for it. Yeah. Um, have you got any questions for me then, maybe? Ooh. What advice would you give your 11-year-old son? I think a crucial bit of advice is you're not alone. Yeah. And I think that speaks on a number of levels. It's you're not the only one going through this. You're not the only one who's been through this. You're not yeah. the only one who's going to go through this. Like many people have been yeah. in your shoes. You're not the first and you're not the last. No. Many people have survived and everyone has everyone has the potential to come out stronger through everything that ha- that's happened to them whether that's you've lost someone you love or some like you may have lost your job mm. everyone will come out better yeah you always will every day is a day of progression quite you, the day I was going to say you didn't you said you didn't have a closing statement but like I feel like that's <laughs> a really nice nice one but yeah so so that yeah you're you're not alone and I think there's there's a strange thing with when it does get into the realm of sort of mental illness and where you do at least I have convinced myself that I no one could have ever feel this way or no one could have ever felt this way mm. and that's a that's your ego speaking and in a weird yeah. in a weird way it's as mu- as shitty as you feel like you're trying to convince yourself you're special that you're yeah. the, this only one and it is you need to shake that off a bit but yeah. it's hard because you establish this position of right oh no no one else could feel this way I'm yeah, so you, unique and so special but you've established this consistent position in your head mm. that you're you're the only one you're you're unique in this situation but in reality thousands hundreds of thousands of people have gone through this situation mm. Yeah, are probably in the same situation yeah. right now, but it's a hard thing to see when you're burying your head in the sand and not talking to friends yeah. and not doing the things that make you feel good. But listen, we're all allowed to sort of wallow in our self pity yeah. for a little bit. Sometimes that's actually helpful. Oh yeah, sometimes but, you need that yeah. that that like that day or two, like whether it's your day off where you just spend it doing something you want to do just mm. to make your mood improve, mm. and then the next day you you come back stronger at work or you're going out with a friend and you're just in that better mood because you've had like a me day for sure. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so yeah, you're not alone, and yeah, and also as well on the level of the fact that yeah you might be going through this but yeah so you're not the only one that's experienced it has mm. experienced or will experience it yeah. also as well there are people around you who love and care about you oh yeah so definitely. to know that I think that is of great reassurance that, I yeah. think it's not so much to know it just to accept the fact that there are people around you because mm. like in your head you might think oh I've got my family but like, they have to love me they're my family mm. but also you've got your friends who, who love you and care about you mm. and just to accept that fact that you've got those people is also a big challenge in itself and actually another thing I'd add as well and the world is a richer place with you in it oh yeah definitely especially me especially you Paddy (laughs) I I wasn't speaking to my 10 11 year old son I was speaking to Paddy then but yeah I think yeah for everyone 
like the world is a rich place you know like mm. regardless of what you've done up until this point like you could have been her like a horrific person like you could have done horrific things potentially you know and that or you could have done you know you could f- feel as though you're a bad person or like you've done bad things I think the, the human spirit and the human capacity is like got such mm. a possibility to turn things around and that's who you are it's not what you've done it's it's who, the potential who you, who you can be exactly right and it's it's you could in many ways you're a better person for having mm. done something terrible and then you know you rather we'd rather not do that but you yeah know, we're people we do shitty things oh yeah so for someone to have done something and go do you know what i'm gonna accept that i'm gonna take responsibility for it and i'm gonna change for the better in many ways that makes you a better person than many because a lot of people just float through yeah. life and just yeah don't. are you living or just existing yeah some moments i feel like i'm just existing but then you have days where you're like i'm really living yeah um, have you got any more questions for me? Any others? Not at the moment. Maybe later. Maybe in the next podcast. I'll Maybe, think of yeah, some. The next episode. Um, yeah. I think we've, we've touched on a few things. Yeah. I, I think the problem is, is like talking about this, is like we could go like way, way more in depth. And yeah, we were saying on the way, like you could do a whole series on. Mm men's mental health and and the ways ways in which yeah you can make things better for yourself and a societal level but i think yeah we touched on yeah touched on dipped our feet in a few topics dipped our feet in and yeah worked out what 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 happens for both of us what helps us what Mm. you know improves things and yeah i'm gonna make sure i ask you before we finish (laughs) though because there's not long left but yeah the thing we spoke about what are you going to do in that next kind of situation where you're stressed out, anxious, whether that's at work or with like a friend or family, what's going to be your default rather than reacting? I reckon I'll bring it back to the phrases Mm. where it's like, just give me a moment or just hang on a sec. Yeah. Just so I can have that few moments where I can think of an answer and not just snap. I've definitely done that a few times yeah and I think you'll feel a hell of a lot better that because it's funny because I have it's very obvious to me like when you've come into work like particularly yeah when we're back on nights and like I could tell when you weren't feeling quite yourself and it would be I could almost yeah sense that and to you never snapped at me actually I don't think we ever really had that like I think you tend actually no there was one situation I think it was do you remember when you broke my speaker like you you turned it you turned on bluetooth but it didn't work for me. So I spent ages trying to pair oh, my I phone. Con- was I connected and the, to it? <laughs> yeah. And you, you, you just said, Paddy, get on with your work. And I was like, I need to fix this. I need my music. Oh, I've forgotten about that, actually. Yeah. <laughs> that was quite funny, though, that actually. That was funny, but like, I think it was then where it was coming up to like the end of the shift and we only just started picking and you were like, come on, guys, we need to finish this. <laughs> and you were there just like dicking around. Um, but yeah, so I, I think that will hopefully help you a lot in, yeah. in those moments and yeah it's a, it's a small thing to do but I think yeah, often those small changes are obviously going to be easy to implement yeah. easy to change and yeah every small victory is still a victory absolutely right um, let's finish there then let's finish there Yeah. end on a high 
Paddy the the book and sugar daddy. Yeah, uh, yeah. No, so thank you so much for coming. I do oh, appreciate it. Thanks for being here. Thank you for having me. Absolutely. Right. <laughs>